Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you a, another podcast episode from Online Marketing for Life, and no, it's no longer Online Marketing for Life. I caught myself when I said online, I said, you know what, I'm just going to go follow through with it. It is Marketing Motivations. Because that's a huge difference. The content in this podcast would be completely different if I left it at Online Marketing for Life. But now it's going to be different because it's marketing motivations. And you just wait to see if I change it again. Okay. Begotten. B-E-G-O-T-T-E-N begotten. I hear it in church a lot, begotten, not made, one in consubstantial with the Father and all this jazz. But what does begotten mean? I needed to to look it up. And it's pretty much to give rise to, to bring about. Uh, also, it's it's bringing forth life. A couple has a child uh, that they uh, wanted to beget as a king, you know. Uh, So that's, that's what I wrote down first thing this morning. Little things like that, you know, words that you hear that you can explain, that you can maybe provide like a, a th- 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 thesaurus, thesaurus definition, like synonyms and stuff. But it's good to be sharp on, on those particular things. Um, if I had more money, I would have a better plan. No, no, no. If you had a better plan you would have more money. As Jim Rohn once said that his mentor, Earl Schof, shared with him. You know, we we tend to find all the excuses why something's not working or why we should not do something new or exploratory. We can come up with all the answers, but how about coming up with the answers of why you can do something? Because for every negative or um, answer in the opposition, there's always a positive answer. And we need to condition ourselves with that frame, uh, frame of mind, you know. Losing weight, whatever it may be, 20, 30, 40, 50, 700 pounds, whatever, whatever it may be, that's actually the easy part. The difficult part is changing the mindset in the individual that lost the weight. Now that you've lost it, how are you going to keep it off? 
now that you've won a large sum of money, whether it was $20, $30, you know, say you won a million dollars. The objective is to, is to keep that. Jim Rohn said it best, you know, if you want a million dollars, you better learn to be a millionaire. And it's true. We, as people, are in this world, but not of this world. Do you understand that? You know, we're, we live in this world, but we're not... We're not, um, I don't want to say a slave, but we're, we're not of this world in the sense that we're not uh, final stop, if you will. You know, this is relatively temporary for now. Until the end of time, I guess it'll be a new heaven and a new earth. I, I don't know. I don't know where everybody's going, by the way. You know, all the souls up there in, in heaven, purgatory, and, and wherever else, it's, it's got to be crowded, right? Well, not really, because they're not with their bodies at this point. At the end of time, we'll rejoin with, with our bodies. But I'm getting off track, as I always do. But we're not of this world. We want to be successful in the world but not become worldly. You know, it's, it's important to remain in our spiritual sense using PWI-RMI, you know, our intellectual features that get us in touch with our spirituality. And our spirituality is not so much religious as it is scientific. But our perception, our will, our imagination, our reason, our memory, and our intuition. These are things that will get us to where we want to go. And it's amazing, the whole perception thing. You know, we, we see things from our own perspective. And, and how can you not? You know, we have our senses. But when you kind of cast them away in a certain respect and look at it from a different perspective, our perception changes greatly. And that's just one of the six intellectual features. And does Bob Proctor, I don't know if he calls them intellectual features, but um, mental faculties is, I guess, what he, what he uses, mental faculties. Um, I like intellectual you know, features myself, but again, it's semantics in a certain respect. As long as we have down the, the, the base of, of what can really get us to where we want to go. And the will, uh, our will, our drive, our um, discipline, is, is, that's part of our will. And then our imagination, 
I use my imagination throughout the day in a negative way. Like, oh man, what if this happened? My wife's coming back. What if she got into a horrific car accident? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Whereas you can imagine yourself uh, on a, you know, tropical beach, relaxing, uh, having a, maybe a small online business or something, you know, develop something that you have a passion for and really let your imagination go with it. And dare I say, treat your job like your marriage. The more you really put into it, the more you'll get out of it. And again, you you got yourself to this particular stage. Say your marriage is on the rocks. It's not going to turn around in a week. You know, and it didn't take a week to, to get to where it was if it's not well right now. So... You know, I look at it as it's not my wife's fault for what she does or whatever. Perhaps I can change myself in a positive way to have her subconsciously change herself in a positive way. It's like a Jedi mind trick, you know, but it's, it's not a trick or it's not a game. It's just, it's just a, a process that we can go through or we can do it not from a negative standpoint. So that was, you know, pretty enlightening for me. I, I received that from uh, my pastor today, Father Najum, and he really had a, a nice talk. And I kind of uh, weaved my Bob Proctor information into it. Uh, Darren Hardy today, there's one tip to radically improve your life. And it was found that waking up one hour earlier every day could reduce a person's risk of major depression and other depressive symptoms by 23%, and I think he's grossly out of line there. I think it's uh, 24%, you know. But again, these statistics that we throw around, you know, we use them like they're gospel. But my, the point that he's making is it's a reduction nonetheless. Uh, and, and he's living it as am I. Uh, and the key to getting up earlier is going to bed earlier. So we're not sacrificing sleep because you can't do that. If you go to bed at midnight and you get up at 6 a.m. and I'm asking you to get up at 5, don't cut an hour of sleep out of your schedule. Get to bed at at least at 11. I try to get at least 11, excuse me, 11 hours. I try to get at least 8 hours of sleep, you know, in bed, ready to roll around 9 o'clock, and I'm up uh, 5 a.m. So 9 to 5 is 8 hours. But if you look at my Fitbit, it tells you how long I was awake during the night and yada, 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 you know, getting so many hours of sleep. Uh, and, and, and again, that is so critical 
that people just take it for granted. You know, I got seven hours and six minutes of sleep. You know, it was an 83 sleep score, 83 out of 100, which is good. Excellent is 90 or above. Fair is in the 70s. Poor is in the 60s. When I had COVID, uh, I slept for like, I don't know, 16 hours one, one day. And my sleep score was actually a 52. <laughs> so it doesn't, it's not just about sleep, it's quality of sleep. So that's, that's important to note. Um, poor sleep is linked to the following. Being overweight, unfocused, unproductive, and physical weakness. Heart attack, stroke, diabetes, and other painful ailments. And finally, the result of poor sleep can be linked to loss of friends due to your emotionally imbalanced irritability and being a grouch. And I think, you know, that's a little parody there, but I think there's a lot to be said for that. can make for yourself a, a lousy parent or a lousy spouse, right? So remember, you're shifting your sleep. You're not, um, you're not shortening it uh, at all. You're just shifting it. So from 11 to 5 instead of 12 to 6. And getting up earlier makes you more money. And you may say, well, how? Well, it's what you do in that hour that you get up. What type of books are you reading? What type of productivity are you uh, moving toward? And a, a lot can be done in that, um, in that time frame. And I just think it's a lot quieter, definitely, uh, at, at that hour. You know, I used to get up at you know, like 3.35 every, every morning, and it, you know, and that was getting extreme. It's probably what landed me in a psychiatric institution because, you know, I was doing good things, but just to the extreme, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't healthy uh, at all. Uh, but pretty simple, keep your days bright. And nights dark. Unhook from technology an hour before bed. Some say two hours before bed, but at least an hour. Uh, my rule used to be five minutes <laughs> before bed. Uh, and again, I'm still, you know, not doing well because, you know, taking supplements is a good thing. And here's where I cash in. Not so much watching TV. But an iPad is a no-no as well. I watch uh, a, after I read the Bible and read uh, a daily devotional, I try to watch at least 15 minutes uh, before I fall asleep of The Chosen, which is the life of Jesus. And I guess that's, in a certain respect, stimulating me. But... You know, we can't do everything perfect all at once. So I'm sure I will gradually remove that 
uh, habit from my schedule. And he also said a weighted blanket is a plus. Never even knew what a weighted blanket was. Lead filled? <laughs> what? But it's not. It's just a weighted blanket. I don't know how densely, you know, heavy they make it. But my wife got me a 12 pound weighted blanket to go over our comforter in the spring and fall when I'm always a little cold and my wife is <clears throat> too hot for the uh, winter comforter. So it'll be interesting come April, I would say, to see how this weighted blanket works out. And in a uh, chronically leaking boat, less energy is actually spent changing vessels than patching the leaks. And I think that was um, not figurative, not literal, but figurative. You know, in a literal sense, yeah, of course it would be, but who's got the money at that particular time to, you know, buy a different boat or whatever have you. But projects and things that you're doing, trying to build a website for my speaking business, uh, one site is just popping up all these leaks and roadblocks specifically because of my lack of knowledge. Uh, and I've gone to another, another site, another uh, option, which has helped out greatly um, thus far. So it's a, it's a learning process. You know, I don't want someone to do my website uh, well, I would, I'd, I'd love that, but my point is I'm not going to learn what they've done and how to get rid of this video and, and put another video in uh, and change out this blog and this photo and how do we widen it to make it look better than, than it is now and how does it look on a desktop computer versus a mobile phone. All these things, it's all part of the uh, the equation when I you know, call you to be a speaker for your event, you know, they're going to want to see pretty much my resume in the sense that, okay, what have you done? What are you all about? I don't think I'll put these blogs, I mean, these podcasts. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to, you know, I'll put the link to my uh, podcasts. Because, again, this is a conversation that we're having. You know, I mean, if if you were live on this, you'd be throwing some good insight and input into it as well. That's the, way I, that's the way I look at it anyhow. And Matthew Kelly, he said, to be hungry is to be human. Makes sense. He's also said, to know what you're hungry for is wisdom. And I definitely uh, agree with that. Because how many of us here don't know what we're hungry for? We don't know what we're passionate about. We, we don't know what we really want. But the point is, I'm not saying just to do anything. Because you basically know what you don't want to do. But go after something and see where it takes you. You know what I mean? That's what I did with the life insurance business. 
And it took me to a 25-year career. So, you know, look at it in a building standpoint, in a learning standpoint. Um, Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa said, there is a major problem with world hunger, but there is a bigger need for the hunger of love. And there is a lot of starving people out there, but there's a lot of starving people for love as well. And we can give it to them. We, we certainly can. And do not wait. Even if you're obsessive compulsive, the time is never perfect, but it's now to act on it. So do something. You know, if you, if you can't do a jumping jack, well, just at least get up in the position to do one and then figure it out from there, as simple as I could put it. So I probably will check in with you tomorrow, being that it's the last day of the year as well as the week. And I was telling someone today, I said, all right, give it to me by the end of the week. I said, you know what? I'm feeling like I'm a, being a nice guy. To, I said, give it to me at the end of the year. You know, aren't I witty? Aren't I funny? Okay. I will check in with you tomorrow, Lord willing. And in the meantime, be well, stay well. Talk to you later.